Lord, we can't keep saying yet four months and then comes the harvest. Or the harvest is ripe. It's ripe, Lord. It's there. Order our steps. Direct our paths. God, let this be a year that New Testament Church in L.A.J. springs forth. It's too much word, God. Too much word. Too many things you've spoken. God, over this church, over this area. Fulfill it, Lord. Fulfill it. Bring it to pass. Let thy name be glorified. In Jesus' name, we ask it to be so, Father. Amen. Hallelujah. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. I'm excited. Praise God of where God's taking us and what God's doing. And I'm going to go to Second Peter, the third chapter. And I'm going to read one verse. This is what the Lord spoke to me yesterday morning. So when y'all get your Bibles, Second Peter, third chapter, when you get there with me, let me know. Man, I love to feel what I feel, what I'm feeling, what I feel right now. Amen. Second Peter, <laughs> third chapter. Amen. First verse. The second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, I ain't even going to go there. I'm just going to read those two verses. This is what the Lord put in my spirit. He said, stir up. The pure mind, by way of remembrance of the word that's been spoken. Stir it up! Exactly what she was saying. I bet you in the last 48 hours, I probably listened to 15 prophecies, some of them two or three times, because the Lord told me, He said, You stir it up. You stir up what I've already spoken. And He said, You start putting it in action. So that's what I've done. I went through all these prophecies. Didn't get through all of them. And I compared what's in each one of these prophecies and I dated it. So y'all would see God's been speaking the same thing right here for two and a half years. Been speaking the same thing for two and a half years getting us ready for what's happening right now. There's something happening. There's something happening. I don't know if Brother Donald shared with you, but I was telling him the other day, Christmas Day, in my house, God done a divine miracle and took us a step further into the kingdom. My oldest daughter had been having a lot of trouble with her back. Her spine was out of alignment. She'd been having to go to a chiropractor, get her spine put back in alignment. She'd been suffering in pain, been taking pain medication been trying to work and take care of the kids and she's been hobbling and limping and complaining. I'm talking about somebody in her thirties. So she come in Christmas Eve and she's holding that back and rubbing it and complaining and I've been reaching for her. Well see I'm not just gonna pray the prayer of faith for somebody. I gotta feel the movement of the spirit. Right. People don't understand that. They think you just pray for somebody and God will heal them. God will heal them if it's his time and his will. Because it's out of your hands. I got people right now want me to come pray for this and come pray for that one. I said, I can't. Would you understand it or not? I can't. I don't control this power. The Spirit of God is what controls this power. Is it here? Yeah. Is it a gift? Yeah. Can I pray for Him? Yeah. But if that God's mind and ain't God's will, ain't nothing going to happen. 
So I just started reaching for her. She come in New Year's Eve. I felt that begin to move in me. I mean Christmas Eve. I felt that begin to move in me. And so Christmas Day, uh, you know, they were there. Grandkids was there. Christopher and uh, Whitney, my son and daughter-in-law, were there. And so long about 3, 30, 4 o'clock, somewhere in there, I told Lisa, I said, God's fixing you a Christmas miracle. I said, I'm going to pray for her. I said, I feel God's fixing to give her a miracle. And I kept reaching. Well, of course, I've been reaching ever since Christmas Eve for that, for it to line up, for everything to be right. Everything to fall right in the right order. Couldn't get nothing to fall in order. And I, I told Lisa again, I said, I feel like God's going to heal her. I said, I'm going to pray for her. I said, I'm trying to get the right time. And I kept wanting, you know, things to be like I felt they ought to be. I can get people with their minds on God. Well, nobody's mind on God. Everybody running around and wish they should go to her mom's for dinner. And she, uh, she said, well, I'm supposed to be over at mom's fixing dinner. And, Christmas upstairs, I think. Uh, Whitney was in the kitchen with the baby, and Lisa was sitting there, and you know the grandkids. And so Christian walked in, barefooted, getting ready. I just told her, I said, "Come in here in the living room." I just brought her in there in the living room, went to the dining room, got a chair, sat her down, pulled her feet up. But that much difference between her heels, where that spine had got out of alignment. Top part of the feet was okay. But if that spine had pulled that heel out of the line, I just knelt down there and she looked at that. I said, see that? She said, yeah. Man, the Spirit of God hit me and I spoke that word. It wasn't 15 seconds. That thing dropped into alignment right there in my living room. No atmosphere, no, no preset, no worshiping, no praising God. The authority and the dominion of the kingdom in the Lord right there. And, and, and when she looked... She said, well, what about that? She just said, what about that? My wife's got it on video. She said, what about that? And she, I said, well, stand up. I said, check yourself. She said, oh, my God, I ain't hurt. Ain't no pain right there. God took us another step in the kingdom. He's been telling us this thing's going to happen everywhere. This thing's going to happen just anywhere. What did God do? Gave me that confidence and the insurance. I, when it's His will, when it's His mind, I, it don't matter what's going on. Well, oh, hallelujah. In the marketplace on the street in the temple, whatever was happening I, with us, the disciples, the apostles, or Jesus, I, when it comes God's time, it happened. Now, God's showing us, I'm taking you this far. Yes. I'm taking you this much further into the kingdom, into the working of my spirit. I'm taking you this much further into the moving and working of my spirit. We ain't going to stop this kingdom. No. It's coming. It's coming. Somebody's going to walk in it. Somebody's going to walk in it. Do y'all hear me? Somebody's going to walk in it. Somebody gonna walk in it. Somebody gonna possess this. Somebody gonna take hold of it. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody fixing to take hold of this. Or is fixing to take hold of somebody. And I ain't backing away from it. I'm possessing this. Are you going with me? Are you going with me? Hallelujah. I said, are you going with me? Glory. Thank you, Lord. So, I'm going to start going over these prophecies a little bit and see where God will take us. See what God will do. Right on the very first page at the top. What I've done, I put down the prophecy and the date and where it's spoken. On 7 12, 2017, this was in Bro Michael Harris's living room. God spoke to step into the kingdom. Prophecy 4.27 When the Spirit of the Lord visited Lisa when the Lord Himself walked in that church and visited Lisa that morning He said, Set thy face to go into the kingdom. Look not to thy left hand or thy right and worry not about what people say. We're worried about our reputation. We're worried about what people think about us. Let me tell you something. I don't denounce as many rules now. I don't care what people think about me. I care whether I'm pleasing the Lord. Amen. Say, Brother Manning, you ain't worried about your reputation? Guess not. 
What reputation? Because <laughs> the only reputation I got now is I'm off in left field. The only reputation I got now is I'm off the mark. You better believe I'm off the mark. I'm off a man's mark, but I'm on God's mark. I'm on God's mark because I'm pressing toward uh, the mark and the prize of the high calling uh, of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, I'm pressing toward that mark. Uh, that the fullness of God uh, that is in Christ Jesus uh, by the power of the resurrected Christ uh, will live and move and dwell in me and have its being. You better believe I'm off man's mark, but I'm on God's mark. I said I'm on God's mark. Hallelujah. Glory. Come down to the next one. Prophecy 10, 22, 17. I come, my children, but I do not come in tongues. I do not come in the sign of the former rain, but I come in the sign of the latter rain, which shall be the revealing of the Christ. He ain't coming in the, what happened in the, in the upper room. That's already been done. That's already been done. Are y'all hearing me? God spoke in one of the prophecies. And he said, let me see if I can remember how the Lord put it. I can't remember exactly how he put it. But he said, I come. Oh, I know what he said. It was that uh, 1027 when we were at the church. You remember Sister Deborah? And we were just gathered around the table. The Spirit of God hits us strong. Trying to remember, remember how God how God put that in that in that word. He said the witness. He said your witness. He said I said unto you, but after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you shall be witnesses unto me. He said your witness is the spirit of prophecy, and the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus Christ. He said that's your witness. He said, I wasn't talking about the day of Pentecost because the spirit of prophecy didn't fall on the day of Pentecost. The spirit of prophecy, which is the spirit, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. He wasn't talking about this spirit or this gift we call prophecy. He said, the spirit of prophecy, which is the spirit of Elijah, which is the spirit of Moses, which is the spirit of the Son of Man, which is the spirit of the two witnesses, which I said, it shall come to pass in the last days uh, that I will pour out of my spirit uh, on your sons and your daughters. Uh, he said, the witness, uh, he said, is the spirit of prophecy. Not the gift of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy. Big difference. Big difference between the gift of prophecy and the spirit of prophecy. The spirit of prophecy that God's beginning to pour out is the spirit of Moses. It's the spirit of Elijah. Y'all remember right here? I was in prayer back in March after the Lord spoke this to me. And I saw a horizon. And it's just like it just split wide open this way. And all of a sudden, I just seen Elijah step on the scene. Y'all remember me telling you that? That's where we're at. God's bringing the spirit of prophecy on the scene. It ain't coming in tongues. It ain't coming in tongues. He said we ain't going to talk in tongues. We probably will. Because there's a restoring of the former rain. But that ain't the witness. That ain't the sign. The sign of it is the revealing of the Christ. The sign of it is the spirit of prophecy. What did he say would come to pass in the last days? That I will pour out of my spirit on your sons and your daughters. And they shall prophesy. The day of Pentecost was the last days. The day of Pentecost they did not prophesy. They spake with tongues. Will we see some of this? Yes. Because he said he hath given you the former rain moderately. But I will cause to come down for you the rain, the former and the latter rain, in the first month, and I will restore to you all the years the locust, the caterpillar, the cankerworm, the pomeworm. What's wrong? Don't think can be restored is the Holy Ghost. Former rain. Tell me what's going to be restored. Tell me if the former rain ain't going to be restored. What's going to be restored? Y'all want to go back under the law? He spoke this when they were under the law. Right. He spoke this in Joel's day. And he said, I'll restore to you. Well, what's he going to restore? 
What's he going to restore? The only thing he could be restored is the Holy Ghost. So he wasn't talking about the day of Pentecost. He was talking about our day where he said, now I've got to restore the former rain. Oh, I hope somebody's with me today. Man, I feel a wheel turning in the middle of the wheel. So God spoke that. And he said he didn't come in tongues. Amen. Right. And then at 427, 17, when the Lord stood beside Lisa and ministered, he, he said, you should be witnesses unto me. And this witness shall be my very nature. My very mind, my very spirit, it is not the witness of the old. It's not the witness of the old. It's not what God's doing now. That's why I know people are missing it. Because they're still jerking and shouting and hollering and running and bucking and dancing and talking in tongues and, and, and flopping all over the church. You might do that in immaturity. You might do that when you first come in contact with the working of the Spirit of God. But you ain't going to keep doing that over and over and over and over and over. You're going to grow to maturity. You're going to grow to wisdom. You're going to grow to strength. You're going to grow to knowledge. You're going to go to wisdom and understanding. Does the Spirit of God move us? Yes, it has. I've been so drunk in the Holy Ghost, I couldn't stand on my feet. I've been so drunk. I, but you know what? That was 30 years ago. That was 30 years ago. I don't receive that manifestation now because he's not doing what he did then. What's coming in now, every time the Spirit of God falls, what God trying to tell us, he said, I'm increasing you in wisdom. I'm increasing you in knowledge. I'm increasing you in power. I'm increasing you in understanding. I, he said, I'm putting I, something in you greater than what I revealed in Pentecost. I, we got to shake out of religion. I, we got to break forth out of religion. We got to break forth out, out of form and doctrine. I, how many times the the Lord told us, loose thy minds, loose thyself from tradition, loose thyself from the doctrines and traditions of men, loose thyself, and let my spirit break forth in you. God won't do something. But we got to let him. We got to allow him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Prophecy. 712, 17, 14. A greater measure of my spirit than was at Pentecost. Prophecy 427-17. I have grouped thee together in leadership. According as I grouped those together in leadership on the day of Pentecost. Prophecy 12-31-16. This was in my living room on New Year's Eve two years ago. Or last, last year. I have come and I have stepped into thee in a measure beyond Pentecost. For a change, an illumination, and a transformation has entered into thee this day. The scriptures fulfilled. And the Lord gave me the scripture in Malachi 3 and 1. For behold, my messenger whom you seek shall come. And he shall suddenly come to his temple. God told us, he said, just as Jesus sat in the temple and opened up the book of Isaiah the prophet and said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Went on and read that, and when Jesus closed the book, he said, This day is the scripture fulfilled in your ears. The Lord spoke to me. He said, Just as my son done that and said that, he said, Just as sure as he spoke that, he said, This day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears that I have come to my temple. I have come to my temple. I have come to my temple. I cannot tell you the power. I cannot tell you the overshadowing of the power of the Spirit of God that sat down in my living room and God revealed this. And said, I put something in you greater than Pentecost. But you got to believe it. See, I believe it. I believe it. And now something's changed in me. I took a step into the kingdom on December the 25th. I took a step into the authority and the dominion, and there's a confidence in something rest in me. If I walked into a store today or a restaurant, <coughs> And God spoke to me to pray the prayer of faith for somebody. I wouldn't. I ain't worried about what's going on. Right. I ain't worried who around unbelievers. I you think Jesus, everybody he prayed for, he had to get them in an atmosphere and said, "Do y'all raise your hands and praise God now?" I don't think so. 
Peter and John were walking up to that temple of the third hour, which the Bible said is the hour of prayer. And they was walking along talking. All of a sudden they passed by this man in the gate called Beautiful. He said, alms, alms, help me, help me. I'm lame, I'm blind. He said, I'm lame, I'm crippled, I can't work. Help me feed my family, help me, help me, help me. And Peter and John just stopped and said, look on us. You can say, everybody be quiet now. Everybody set your minds on the Lord. People looked at them, probably looked at them like they're crazy if they had it. Now, won't y'all start believing with us? You see where religion taps? You see where religion taps? Religion is bound the very working of the power and the Spirit of God. If we can't believe there's something greater than the former reign. Man, if we ain't got something greater being revealed in us than the former rain, we better pack up and quit. Because that was the foundation. That was the beginning of the church. That's what set the church in order. God is giving it. He's revealing it. He set the church in order. Something's happening. Something's moving. Something's working. Something's being brought forth in the kingdom of heaven. It's being revealed. And God said, I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. Does that mean everybody's going to have diamonds? That ain't what I'm saying. But do you have something in you that you can talk to a sinner about Jesus? Do you have something in you that you can reveal the Son of Man? That you can reveal the very salvation of the Christ and the Spirit of God in you will destroy the yoke in somebody's life and help them find true salvation. People got to have true salvation. Man, 90% of the church ain't even saved now. 90% of the church, people just uh, fold their hands up or bowed their head and took a preacher by the hand and, and prayed a sinner's prayer and they told them they're saved. Y'all pardon my straightforwardness, but I used to preach when I was evangelizing. I said, now if you can go down to a barn... And write your name on the barn door that says you're a donkey. And there's a donkey there. I said, yeah, it makes about as much sense you going down the front of the church shaking the preacher's hand and saying you've got salvation. Just about as much sense. And it's just about as easy. You go down to the barn, write your name on the barn door, and say you're a donkey. As it is, go down the front of the church shaking the preacher's hand and say you say, don't work. Don't work. It's got to be godly repentance. The Bible says... Uh, the Bible said there's got to be godly sorrow worked. Repentance work of what? Godly sorrow. Or godly sorrow work of repentance. There's got to be a smiting of the heart. There's got to be a conviction of the soul. There's got to be the Spirit of God that has got to prick your heart. He's got to reprove sin in your life. He's got to come on you and deal with you and break your spirit and let you know that you're displeasing in the sight of God. And that godly sorrow will work repentance. You don't see godly sorrow anymore. People come in, they repent, and then the next day they're back out sinning. They're back out perversion. They're back out in evil. They're back telling where you're saved. You're a Christian. It ain't no wonder things are so messed up. We need a restoring of the Holy Ghost that'll bring conviction. Like he said, He when He, the Spirit of truth has come. He shall reprove sin. We need a sin reproving move of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Prophecy on May 30, 16, right here, said, Commands you me the works of my hands. How oh, we're moving into a divine visitation. On page 2, Prophecy 12, 3, 17, which was just two or three weeks ago. For even there is a work in my spirit, it shall be the turning of things upside down. God's spoken almost on in 1, 2, 3, 4. Five different prophecies right here. He said, this is the turning of things upside down. This is the turning of things upside down. And, and in one of them, he said, the revealing of the ministry of the Son of Man is the turning of things upside down. Did y'all know right now the ministry that then Jesus is now stepping into the earth? It's now stepping into the earth. It's now stepping into the earth. 
You gotta possess your calling. You gotta possess your gift. You gotta possess the anointing. I can't possess it for you. I can point you toward it. I can minister to you. I can prophesy to you. I, I can tell you what to do. I can give you advice. I can show you how to do it. I, but I can't do it for you. But somebody uh, is gonna possess uh, this ministry that Jesus has. Somebody fixing to step into it. Uh, Cause God ain't waiting. Uh, I'm fixing to show you right on down. Uh, God said this is the time. This is the season. Uh, this is the time that I'm chosen to fulfill my word uh, and the word that God is speaking uh, about the restoring of the Holy Ghost uh, about the coming forth of the latter rain about the fullness of the Christ uh, he said I've chosen this time to reveal it word's got to be revealed somewhere see we don't see this what's written right here we don't see it's going to be revealed. Everything written between that cover that hadn't been revealed has got to be revealed. What are we going to do? Keep putting God off out in the future? What are we going to do? Keep saying four months and then come with the harvest? What are we going to do? One of these days, God's going to move. One of these days. God's going to. No, God is. God is. He said, I am has come down. He didn't say he was coming down. He said, I am has come down to deliver. He's come down. He said, this is the turning of things upside down. Hallelujah. Prophecies just spoken, like I said, uh, about three weeks ago here for for even this is a working of my spirit that shall be the turning of things upside down. Prophecy on 1027. That was at the church in Fort Payne. For this is the turning of things upside down. For the days of the revealing of the Son of Man is the return, is the turning of things upside down. Prophecy 712 in Fort Payne. When thou art moved on by the unction of the very Spirit of the Christ, then open thy mouths and speak. For I, God, will perform my word. I, God, will cause... The turning of things upside down. The spirit of prophecy shall turn cities upside down. 1231.16 in my living room. I, God, shall bring transformation. I, God, shall cause the turning of things upside down. For this is the day that I, God, turn things upside down. For this is the day that I, God, am turning things upside down. Uh, 9-4, right here, 2016. This is the turning of things upside down. This is the restoring of the kingdom back to man. So here God's telling us all these things. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? The Lord spoke to me about my daughter. I knew she was in pain. I didn't want to see my daughter suffer. So I'd been reaching for her for probably two or three weeks. Just praying for her. You know, it's kind of like that uh, I told you all about my wife and she was having that trouble in her back. And she kept wanting me to pray for her. And I prayed for her. And she said, well, I, God's got to move. I said, well, I'm praying for you. And she called me. And I was up here in the trailer. And my granddaughter was with her. And, and she was riding in the car, I think. And she called me. And she said, look. She said, this thing's getting bad. She said, I'm getting white. can't hardly move. you got to pray for me. I said, I am praying for you. When she hung up the phone, she got a little teary-eyed. And, and my granddaughter said, well, what's the matter, Grandma? She said, I thought Granny was going to pray for you. She said, well, I thought he was too. <laughs> and here she was suffering in her back. But just a few hours later, or whenever it was, I called her because the Spirit of God moved on me. That unction. See, that's what God's telling us. That unction. we got to learn to be led by the Spirit of God. We feel that unction. We feel that working. We feel that moving of the Spirit. And He said, when you feel that unction of the Holy Ghost and you feel the moving of my Spirit, if you'll move and act, He said, I'll act. If you'll move and speak by the unction of the Holy Ghost, he said, I will move. Are y'all hearing me? I could, I could have just sat there and I could have just kept waiting and kept waiting, kept waiting and kept waiting till I could have waited right on and still been waiting. If everything lined up like I thought it all lined up. Didn't work that way. Didn't work that way. Didn't work that way. God wouldn't have done his way. God didn't want it done my way. God wanted it done His way. So what did I do? I waited till I felt the movement of that Spirit. 
And when I felt the unction of that spirit, I done just what God said. I spoke the word, and God moved. In other words, I believed what God said, and I put it in action. I put it in action. Amen? I put it in action. Because I believe. We got to, we're at the place now, we're in that season. God said, take me at my word. When you feel the movement and the unction of my spirit, do what I'm telling you. Speak what I'm speaking to you. He said, if you'll act, I'll act. Amen? He said, if you'll act, I'll act. Hallelujah. And down uh, the bottom of page 2. The anointing of the Son of Man, that very anointing that dwelt in my Son, as He walked upon the earth, shall be given in measure and embody the vessel that hath presented their bodies a living sacrifice. That was just back on 12-3 this year. 10-27, the church in Fort Payne measured the spirit of prophecy that dwelt in Moses and Elijah and the Son of Man is revealed in thee this night. Seven twelve back in July at Brother Michael's house. As it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, so shall it be in the day of the revealing of the Son of Man. Prophecy three twenty seventeen, as it was right here in LJ, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the revealing of the Son of Man. As it was in the days of Lot, it's time for that ministry of the Son of Man to make an appearance. It's time for Him to be revealed. So God's continually telling us the same thing, same thing, same thing, same thing. Preparing us, getting us ready. Now He's stirring up our pure minds. Go back. He said, go back. I heard her say, go back and listen to these prophecies. Go back and listen to them. Go back and read them. Almost every one of them has been written down. Almost every one has been transcribed and written down. You've been given a copy of them. Just about every one of them. Why? For this word to get in your spirit. And for you to believe what God's doing. And to believe that if you'll do what God says, something changed in you. See, something changed in me. Something changed in me in December 25th. Right there in my house. Right there in my living room. (coughs) Did I doubt God would do the miracle? No. But I thought I had to have... A certain atmosphere. I thought I had to get everybody. Right. You know, I, I could have stopped everybody. And I could have pulled them all together. Matter of fact, I think about the time the Lord healed her. Loaded them and let out a scream. Because he was right there in the kitchen. Christopher's upstairs. Grandkids upstairs somewhere playing. It wasn't having to try to set a godly atmosphere. It's like the Lord told her. He said, I am the atmosphere. It's like my daughter, me, Lisa. It's like the Spirit of God just encapsulated it and blocked everything else out. There wasn't any doubt. There wasn't any worry. There wasn't any unbelief. There wasn't any worry that it wasn't going to happen. I knew what was fixing to happen. I knew what was fixing to happen. You said, bro, well, bro, maybe that's just you. No. God was teaching me something. God was teaching me to be led by the Spirit. How many times has God told us to be led by my Spirit? They that are led by the Spirit of God are what? Sons of God. That's where God's taking us. Into the sonship. I mean, what's God going to have to tell us? The turning of things upside down? That I'm going to proceed to do a marvelous work and a wonder? That you ain't going to leave it to a man day? How many have This is why I put these down. This shows you Every one of these prophecies, how God spoke to us. And I didn't get to them all. I didn't get them all. Just as I was stepping out here and listening to that prophecy from the third, the Lord said, this is the turning of things upside down. Said it in another prophecy, this is turning the things upside down. Are y'all with me today? It's time to move forward. If we don't move forward and possess this, we're going to get left behind. I ain't getting left behind. This may not, my sacrifice and what I've been through last 46 years may not mean nothing to you, but it means the world to me. My sacrifice may not have affected you one bit, but it's affected me big time in some areas. Because I've been some rough roads. 
I've been some rough roads physically. I've been some rough roads mentally. I've been some rough roads financially. I've been some rough roads spiritually. And every one of them has taught me something greater in God, a greater peace, a greater wisdom, a greater strength, a greater understanding, a greater revealing of the Word. Just like that Christmas Day taught me. And it put a confidence in God in me. Like I said, I went out to a restaurant today and there was somebody there. Brother Mary, you better quit saying that. God's going to take you at your word. No, God knows what's in me. He knows what He put in me and He's put it in me for a reason. He's put it in me for a reason. Are y'all hearing me? Somebody just told me two days ago I didn't know. But they, they contacted me about an individual. Said that man looks at you as a mentor. As a leader. As a teacher. And I ain't never hardly around him. But he looks at me. Because he's seen my life. Heard the testimony. Seen it from afar. But heard the testimonies. Are y'all hearing me? We gotta have a testimony. We gotta have a witness. Right. And my son was talking to me the other day. He said, Dad, he said, I just looked at some of the people here the other day. What's your witness? I said, You know, I said, I've done the same thing. <laughs> he said, Really? I said, Yeah, about two months ago. I, I said, I just asked him, So what's your witness? What's your witness that the Christ is in here? What's coming forth in you? What's being revealed in you? How do people know? How do people know that Christ is alive in here? When you got saved back in the 90's, how do people know there's something in here? You changed? But what was coming out of you? The testimony. God was showing you. God was dealing with you. God was. You couldn't wait to tell somebody about the life Jesus had brought in you. What's happened to us? What's happened to us? What's happened to us? People don't need words. They're going to have to have demonstration. They're going to have to have demonstration. See it in your life, but they need the manifestation of the Spirit and the power. They need that manifestation of the power. I ain't telling you you got to have miracles, but the anointing to destroy the yoke and bring peace in people's lives is one of the greatest gifts God can give them. And then they can get their miracle somewhere. Then they get because everybody ain't going to have great miracles. Do I believe there ought to be something in you to pray for the sick? I sure do. I believe every believer that gets a gets an indwelling of the resurrected Christ, there ought to be enough in you to pray for the sick. I believe that. Or whatever God moves on you to do. But it's not your calling to do great miracles. It's not your calling. Are y'all following with me? Yeah. But we still should have something to impact people's lives. And Lord ain't gonna keep telling you. Lord ain't gonna keep Lord told me, He said and Y'all don't believe it. He said, I'm waiting on my people. He said, I can't send this move. He said, I'll hide vessels to reveal it in. God's waiting on us. Amen. Prophecy. I'm, and I'm at the top of page three. For somewhere my word must be fulfilled. The word written in the pages of my holy book must somewhere be fulfilled. This is the day, this is the time, this is the season that I, the Lord, have ordained to begin to fulfill my word. Spoken right here in LJ three weeks ago. Prophecy in LJ 9, 4, 16. This is the day that I will begin to fill my word. For somewhere the words must be fulfilled from the beginning of time until now. Everything has a season. There's a time to every purpose that I have created under heaven. This is the time that I, the Lord, have chosen to reveal this anointing. Prophecy 12, 31, 16. This is the day this scripture is fulfilled. 
in your ears. That was in Conyers in our living room. Prophecy 12, 3, 17. Lord said, For I proceed to do a marvelous work and a wonder, that she shall in no wise believe it, though it be told you. Prophecy 7, 12, 17. I proceed to do a marvelous work and a wonder. See, God just keeps... You can't think all this stuff up. You can't keep prophesying these things week after week and month after month and year after year and make them line up. There ain't no way. Well, if you do, you got a whole lot better mind than I do. <laughs> I can't even remember what I went in the room to do sometime, much less try to put these prophecies together and make them line up for... These things have been lining up since December 2015. That's about three to four months after God first sent us here in this church and God been giving these prophecies. And I can go back and probably pull some from 2014, 2013. What's God doing? Laying the foundation. And letting us know that he's with us. Man, y'all go back and listen to that prophecy where the Lord stood beside Lisa in Fort Payne in 427, 17. Y'all just go back and listen to it. How the Lord talked to us. He said, I'm with you. He said, don't worry, I'm with you. He said, I love you. I care about you. I'm pleased with you. He said, I put you in trials. I put you in tribulation. I didn't want to do it. It hurt my heart to do it. But I had to know you weren't going to turn around. I had to know you weren't going to back up. I had to know. See, God wants to have confidence in us. It ain't just us having confidence in Him. He wants to have confidence. He wants to know that no matter what comes, we ain't backing up. We ain't turning around. Amen? God wants to know that we're dependable. Because He's wanting to put this kingdom in us. He's wanting to put this authority and dominion, the power of His Word in us. He got no even trust us with this. God can't just give this to people and have misuse it. That's why when he was going through that city and the people got mad at him because he didn't want to slow down long enough to preach to them because his heart was set on going to Jerusalem and the disciples got upset and said, Lord, you want us to call fire down from heaven on like Elijah did? He said, Y'all don't even know what spirit y'all love. He said, The Son of Man is not come to destroy men's lives. He said, He's come to seek and save them. Not their souls. He said, I'm coming to seek and save men's lives. Lord only won't save your soul. He won't save your life. See, he said, y'all don't even know what matter of spirit you have. I don't need y'all going around killing folks. (laughs) I don't need y'all going around calling fire down from heaven. So see, there must have been some power there because they felt like they could do it. He said, no, that's not what you're about. That's not what you're about. Yeah, we get grieved, we get back sometime. But I don't want to fill the church up with crispy critters. <laughs> I don't need to be called that uh, fired down on everybody I get upset with. That's, that's why God's got to know He can trust you. Amen. God's got to know He can trust you. And I sure ain't got time to preach a bunch of funerals. So God's got to know He can trust us. Right now, the last paragraph of page 3, Prophecy 10, 27, 17, a measure of the prophecy that dwelt in Moses and Elijah and the Son of Man is revealed in thee this night. Y'all just go back and listen to that whole outpouring of God's Spirit that happened there at the church in October of 20, uh, on October 27th, that Friday night. I mean, you talk about something walking in a place. So Deborah used there. Something, oh my God. Yes. Something walked in there. And we weren't in the altar praying. Mm-hmm. So we, we we left the church that morning. I told Lisa and JC, I said, I said, God, we can do something. And I said, I don't know how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it. But the Lord been dealing with me. He poured out right there while we're studying. And that's what God done. We went in the altar praying. We were sitting there talking about the Word, studying the Word, discussing the Word. The Spirit of God just hit. See, we try to condition our minds or we try to be God to do what we think He ought to look like. God ain't going to be what you think He ought to be. He ain't going to look like what you think He ought to look like. When I wanted to pray for my daughter, I thought everything ought to stop. I thought everybody ought to get their minds on the Lord. We might all go to prayer for ten minutes. 
Everybody ought to be there to witness that miracle. It didn't work that way. You know why? God did it His way. But He revealed a faith, a confidence, and a wisdom, and an understanding of the working of His Spirit and His Word. That no matter where I'm at now, and I feel that unction of the Holy Ghost, God's going to work a miracle. I remember years ago, this was back in 84. You'll remember we come out of, I think we come out of Memphis. We had the kids with us. And we stopped at the rest stop up in Tennessee. Had lunch. And Lord kept dealing with me. Called Sister Shirley. Yeah. Killed Patrick. Kept dealing with me. Called her. And didn't have cell phones back in them days. So, we done loaded the truck up. I'd get ready to back out. Done had the truck started in a year. Get ready to back out of the parking space. And I stopped, and I said, i got to go make a phone call. Well, keeps telling me to call Sister Kilpatrick. I went and called her. She couldn't hardly breathe. She said, Brother Metter, she said, I just in there praying. She said, for God to send help. I said, well, I'm on my way into Georgia. I said, i got to preach in Georgia later tonight. I said, is there anywhere you can meet me? She said, I'll meet you at Perilous Truck Stop. Told me what exit it was off of right there out of Dalton. I pulled in there at 1.30 in the afternoon. Her leaning against the back of a car, couldn't hardly breathe. I got out of the truck, laid hands on the power of God, went through her, healed her lungs. Healed her lungs, took all that out of her. Well, God just healed her about two years ago, but that thing come back, and I think she battled it all of her life for some reason. But, man, she threw them hands up, God healed her. She was shouting, talking in tongues. People come in and out of the parking lot. <laughs> you think I cared? No, I didn't care. I knew what God had done me. God told me to pray the prayer of faith for. But see now this thing's coming alive. It's more than just laying hands on somebody and praying the prayer of faith. This is the authority and right. dominion of right. the kingdom. Right. Where everything is in subjection right. to that word, that power God's putting in you. Yes. It's different. Yes. It's different. It's different. You know that you know that you see, I just gonna pray the prayer of faith for because God told me to. I didn't have that knowing. I felt good about praying, but I didn't have that knowing. With this, you know that you know that you know that you know. Amen? This is where God's taking us. This is where God's taking us. Ain't no time to be around the bush. Ain't no time to back up. Think I now uh, the second prophecy down at the bottom of page three a measure of the spirit of prophecy that dwelt in Moses and Elijah and the Son of Man is revealed in thee this night yeah three twenty seventeen and I'm not sure I think that one was here in prayer Elijah the Tishbeel stepped on the scene out of nowhere step on the scene God of Elijah step on the scene God of Moses this is what I was praying and what I was crying out to God step on the scene God of Paul and Peter. Step on the scene, ye holy apostles and prophets. Step on the scene, step on the scene, ye holy men of God. Step on the scene, ye spirit of Christ. God is wanting to reveal something that we ain't never walked in. I'm telling you, what God revealed ain't no generation ever had. They run around hollering, they got the Holy Ghost, they got what they got on the day of any call. The Lord said it hadn't been revealed yet. Had been revealed. That's why folks don't like me. I tell them they ain't got what they say they got. And I tell them if they got it, produce it. Manifest it. Sorry, straightforward, but put up a shut up. Y'all can tell what I'm well liked. But you go to the page four, prophecy 1027, No generation has ever seen this. A moving in the Spirit is coming that no generation has ever walked in. The Spirit of prophecy of Moses and Elijah and the Son of Man is revealed tonight. Prophecy 7, 12, 17. Take thee into a realm of my Spirit that no generation since the early church has dwelt in. Prophecy 9, 4, 16. There is no precedent. When God says there's no precedent, that means this ain't never happened before. You ain't got nothing you can compare it to. God said there's no precedent 
for the anointing. No other generation has ever walked in the realm and the power of the kingdom that shall soon be revealed and envelop thy soul. If thou shalt yield unto me, there shall be a presence of my spirit that shall take thy heart, thy mind, and thy body and consume thee, saith God. What's God going to have to tell us? How much more can God tell us? How many more prophecies can God give us? How many, how many more messages? You know, I, I, I used to preach when I was on the evangelistic field. I said, people come looking for prophecy. They just want somebody to prophesy to them. I said, all right, you get your prophecy. You get it on tape. You go home and listen to it. You write it down and you open your file in the cabinet. And that's number 347. You put it behind the... All of the 346, what God's already spoke to you, and you ain't done nothing with it. What good to do for God to keep prophesying to us and speaking with us and telling us if we ain't going to step into what God's doing? I didn't have to step into what God dealt with me on Christmas Day. It's my choice. <laughs> I'm glad I did. Why? It lose something. Right. It loosed a faith in me. It loosed a couple. Remember, you always you already have a strong faith. Yeah, but just different. This loose up in me that no matter where I'm at, right. if you need deliverance, and we're not in a church service, you don't want me wondering whether God's going to heal you or not. Right. You want me to have a confidence. If I come to your house and you're on your sick bed and you need God to heal you. You know, Lord, I don't know. You know, we ain't church, and ain't no move of the spirit, and ain't no working. Lord, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know if I can get folks in that house to have faith or not. What Jesus did when he went to Jairus's house? Everybody standing around weeping, wailing, and mourning. Jesus looked at him and said, "She ain't dead. She's just asleep." Bible said they laughed him to scorn. So what did he do? Put them all out. Said Peter, James, and John, and the mom and daddy. And he went in there and looked down at the little girl, took her by the hand, said to the coon, Arise, made a rise. He knew. He knew. Ha! Whoa. He knew that the meaning of the kingdom. He been preaching, repenting for the kingdom of heaven. It's at the end. It's at the door. The kingdom of heaven. One more time. It's at the door. It's here. It's ours. Yes. But we got to pay attention to what he's saying. I prepared it for you. I'm getting it to you. What did he say? This word, fear not, little flock. It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. To give you this power, this authority, to admit it's the Father's good pleasure. I want you to have it. He wants us to have it. He wants us to have it. But we, we the ones got to possess it. We the ones got to present ourselves to make ourselves pleasing in His sight. That He can give this kingdom to us, man. Hallelujah. You go on down the last column there on page four. So the ministry of the Son of Man coming forth in the earth. For there has been an impartation of the very Son of Man, which is the spirit of prophecy, which is the testimony of Jesus. And they shall be enveloped and consumed with the impartation of the very ministry of the Son of Man. That was just back in October in Fort Payne. Spirit of prophecy loosed in the earth, seven twelve seventeen. We didn't even know what spirit of prophecy was then. Yep. God didn't tell us to October what the spirit of prophecy was. See, people don't know the difference between the spirit of prophecy and the gift of prophecy. Big difference. Spirit of prophecy is what dwelt in Moses. Spirit of prophecy is what dwelt in Elijah. Spirit of prophecy is what dwelt in Jesus. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I hope this is making sense to y'all. There should be a breaking forth of power and authority and dominion of this kingdom. That's 10, 22, 17 right here. 
Seven, twelve, seventeen, four. Pain, he said, I'm breaking forth of my spirit. Ten, twenty-seven, seventeen. Authority, dominion, and power doth rest upon thee. From this night forward, ye shall speak, and I shall bring it to pass. Ten, twenty-two. From right here in LJ, there shall be a breaking forth of the power, authority, and dominion of this kingdom. Seven, twelve, seventeen. Authority and dominion of my word. When you feel the unction of my spirit move and speak, and I, God, shall move and act. 427.17, poor pain. Don't be scared of the power, don't be scared of the authority, and don't be scared of the dominion. And don't be scared of the wrath and judgment, because it all comes hand in hand. God's going to give you power, authority, and dominion to speak and over his creation. You're also going to speak wrath and judgment. Ooh-wee. Prophecy 10, 16, 16. This is the day. That was right here in Elijah. This is the day that the authority and the dominion of kingdom will start to be revealed. Hallelujah. I think I've gone for as I need to go. Y'all can study the rest of it. And there's a lot of it I probably missed. But me and her have been talking about probably for the last six months. Because we'd be listening to prophecies. But there, God said it again. God said it again. God just said that in that prophecy we listened to the other day. Here, God said it again. Get these prophecies. A lot of them on YouTube. Some of them on the website. Go back and listen to them. Go back and listen to them. Stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. Let God put this in your spirit. Because really, we don't need to minister one more thing until right. we get this moving on the inside of us. Right. Yes. Yeah, you know, I ain't trying to be funny, but my God, we've had enough word and prophecy preached us to choke a horse. Yes. Seriously. Yes. And a lot of word. That's what I said a couple of weeks ago. You take these notebooks, you go back and start going through the word God's preached here in the last two and a half years. It's mind-boggling. Yes, it is. If you went back and started looking at the messages that I preached while I was in Fort Payne, the prophecies God spoke there, that'll blow your mind. And what are people doing? Sitting. 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 What the Lord showed her. The Lord showed her, was it a dream or a vision? Did you just see it in the Spirit? She just saw the people fat. Like fat little gods. Put put a strap on fat little boobies. And all they want to do is come to church and eat more word. They gorge themselves on the word and do nothing with it. They just want to come get more word, get more word, get more revelation. What good does that do you? What good does it do to have this rich word if we're not going to put it in action? God ain't giving it to us just for us to eat. God's giving it to us to do something with it. Y'all appreciate the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's go to prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. God, for this word, for the working of your spirit, for the moving of the Holy Ghost. For that that you're doing, Lord. How you're revealing yourself. How you're making yourself known. Lord, as we go into 2018, I'm asking you to bring the hearts of your people together. Put us together, Lord. For the furtherance of your kingdom, for the moving forth of your gospel. God, move the division, move the carnality, move the whatever's keeping us apart, Lord, move it. God, bring the hungry hearts together. I know you got people that are hungry, Lord. Because you said, I have sheep that are not of this fold. But God, this that you showed us about this door opening among the Gentiles, order our steps. God, you ordered Peter's steps, you ordered Paul's steps among the Gentiles. Let it be, Lord. Let it be, Lord. God, that you let these words sink down our hearts and you get us conditioned, you get us ready. God, that when it's your time, that we've got to believe the unction of your spirit, the movement of the Holy Ghost, to step forward. God, there's a door. 
Paul said, a great and effectual door is open unto me. God, you either lead us to that door or you lead, like you did Peter, you lead somebody from the house of Cornelius. God, this don't mean you're not going to move in the church. He's been Lord, revival's going to break out. The hunger's coming out. The hunger's coming out, Lord. But God, help us to be still to know you, to pray, seek your face, and have our steps ordered by you. In Jesus' name. Bless this word. God, let it find root down in people's hearts. And let it bring forth root. In Jesus' name. Amen. Man, I appreciate it.